Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode two of the Natch 20 Review. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about Red Dragon Inn, specifically Red Dragon Inn 5, the fifth expansion to the Red Dragon Inn card game. Uh, but before we, get, before we get into that, really quick, I wanted to issue a, uh, a correction from last week's uh, episode. Um, we were misreading the rules for Betrayal at the House on the Hill, and quite frankly, I had been misreading the rules every time that I had played it. Um, there is a there's a small caveat in one of the paragraphs that I keep skimming over because it's the end of the paragraph and it's not highlighted, um, which says, whenever you would be caused to draw a card, your turn ends. Which means we were playing a super fast variant of, uh, of Trail of the House and Hill, although to be fair, it wouldn't have been that much faster because it just goes turn, 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 until it slows down with the items. Um... It doesn't change. I don't think it changes any of our letter grades. And no. I don't think it no. changes. I don't think it changes much about what we. The only thing it really affects is one of the things that I had been talking about: how some of the encounters might feel unbalanced. But we had already corrected that. You know, we'd already we'd already, we'd already discussed that further. I don't think it would have changed that at all because it still would have been. I would have hit Nomen on every turn. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. It would have been the same game, just six short turns instead of. Instead of one really long, one really long, turn. yeah. Uh, so, uh, like I said, I don't think I don't think any of the things that we said hinged on that rule. Um, but it is good to have that correction, and thank you to Ronico, I believe, uh, for correcting me on that. So, thanks, uh, Ronico. I think the other thing it does point out is the rules can be a little bit ambiguous when it's describing certain things, like it mentions. Uh, you need to find the paint can tokens. Yeah, and they're unmarked items. That, 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 that's probably the only thing it would, it would add an, add an additional thing. Where sometimes the rule books are not one hundred percent clear. But we are not here to talk about Betrayal of the House on the Hill this week. We to this week we are talking about Red Dragon Inn Five. Now Red Dragon Inn is a fast paced, light hearted card game for two or more players. You and your increasingly mighty party of adventuring companions have spent all day slogging through the dungeon, killing monsters and taking their stuff. Now, you're back in town, healed up, cleaned up, and ready to party at the Red Dragon Inn. Drink, gamble, and roughhouse with your friends. But, don't forget to keep an eye on your gold. If you run out, you'll have to spend the night in the stables. Oh, and try not to get too beaten up, or too drunk. If you black out, your friends will continue the party without you, after they loot your body for gold, of course. The last conscious adventurer, with gold, wins the game. So, it is a standalone game for two to four players. It actually, it can be it played with a lot more. It says two to four, but it I think it's best when it has more than four. It, it, we've played... What was the maximum number of people we had playing? The cast we had like party ten had like, that time. We had like ten to fifteen people playing. It, it was great. Um, it's, there's, and there's more than enough characters to do that. It just makes the rounds really fucking long. Um, Which is great. <laughs> It, Honestly, it, it, great and bad. It's like it's, you burn through your hand faster. You burn through your hand faster, and <coughs> it's also one of the things like, okay, well, I've played my entire hand. Now to wait fifteen minutes. Um, but anyways, well, only Osric plays it, his entire hand like that. I know, <laughs> and I play Osric. <coughs> As it's meant for two to four players, it ex- uh, uh, the fifth one expands on the Red Dragon family of box sets uh, and single player expansions called Allies. So it's so the fifth one is the fifth box set. There are four characters in each box, so what's four times five, everybody? 20. 20. 20. That's 20 characters. So I was thinking four. You said four, there's 16. That's yeah. 20 characters right off the bat. But they also have these additional characters that come in their own boxes called allies. Do uh, you have any idea how many allies there are right now? Uh, top of your head? Isn't it three for two, three for three, three for four, and three for five? I, I don't think A so, but that, it could be another 15 allies, I think. Around Somewhere that. around another fifteen allies. Yeah. Altogether, um, there are like twenty-eight characters. I think. 
something like that. Thirty something, no, like thirty some odd th- characters. Thirty some odd, yeah. There's a lot. It's so a lot. Approaching forty characters. It's a lot. Dang. Um, it's a really, it's a really expensive game, and, and one of the really fun things about it is, um, let me just start here. Each box set includes four unique characters, a drink deck, gold pieces, and all the parts for two to four players to play out of the box. That's why it says two to four, because there's only four characters in each box, not, not counting each additional box and each yeah. additional ally. Um. There's no cap. So each of the, place. so, except for the first box... Each of the characters, and the first box still had a little bit of this, but not quite as much as the rest. Was, they were starting out. So. Yeah. Each of the characters has a unique gimmick or unique mechanic. And they all play in a very, including the first box, they all play in a very different way. Uh, the, the one that we're reviewing today is specifically Red Dragon in 5, because we had all played all the other ones and we wanted to really try something new. This was all of our, except for William, this was all of our first encounter with um, Red Dragon in 5. By the way, speaking of William's name, we should probably introduce ourselves now. Hi, Hi. I'm John, and I'm the host. Hi, I'm Units. Hi, I'm William, also known as Shadow Course. Uh, Holly, also known as Pookie. Yeah, yeah Units, Austin, Johnson, Saku, William, Shadow Course, Holly, Pookie. All right. Very professional. Speaking of Pookie, we're going to find out where that name comes from. Yeah, so uh, Pookie actually... Uh, Pookie comes from Red Dragon Inn. Comes from Red Dragon Inn. There's uh, one of the allies from the second box... Uh, I believe second or third box. Zot was in the second box, wasn't he? Zot, Zot was one of the first. one of the was box one, of the one characters. Ones? Then probably from the first box. No, Pookie. Like the allies were released, I think after box two. The, the the allies train began after box two, I believe. Okay, so then it would be three, four, four boxes. So twelve, so thirty-two. There's plenty of allies. Characters. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so Pookie is one of the ally characters, and she is the magical bunny. She he she he it. it. Androgynous. The, the, the allies aren't I, really like there isn't there really a set number guy. of allies per box. They're just whenever they have a character that doesn't fit. Pookie's in a set. always referred to in third person. So <laughs> I, I always thought it was a guy, but I guess that was just me. Pookie enjoys the company of other animals. It doesn't matter. That is the um, best visual card ever. So Pookie, Pookie is an ally uh, who is the, the the bunny of Zot, the wizard in the first box. Anyways, um, so like I was saying, all the all the characters play very differently, and they all have their own unique personalities on the cards. Uh, and what this translates to is that the cards, while they have cards that do sim- the same effect, like like they have cards that do the same effect for every character, but for each character it has a little bit of a different flavor spin to it. Even the artwork. Uh, to the art, Sometimes you know, the name. To the artwork, to the name, to the to the, to the, to the way the effect is read. Uh, I think the most, the, most, uh, the most glaring example of this is the half-ogre. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Gog. Gog. E- everything, he, he speaks in the third person a lot. So, yeah. like, the, the I don't think so card, which is shared among every character, which is just a, a universal negation of sometimes effects. Gog's is, Gog don't think so. And Kalen's is, we don't we think so. Don't think because so Kalen because is Kalen two characters. Is, yeah. So, to, to, to delve into the mechanics of the game. The game takes place over the course of three, there's three rounds in a turn, or three, three portions of a round. Uh, there's the initial discard and draw, action, drink. Uh, well, the four, because it's... It, discard and draw action buying drinks drinking I feel like we can probably consider the, the well, drinking buy, rounds buying drinks because uh, Joran has effects that can only happen during the buying drinks okay, I so, feel so, like they're so, two separate okay rounds. so we'll, we'll call it well, there are four phases of each round there's the there's the discard and draw at the very beginning so you have a you have a hand you have a grip of seven cards uh, so seven cards in your hand in the game you draw them at the very beginning and at the first turn you can discard anything that you drew yeah redraw back up to seven there are some characters like Osric who increases his hand size to do all sorts of weird, fun things, but we're not talking about Osric today. Um, 
and uh, <laughs> one of so, one of the things. Any of these rules may be broken yeah, by one or more characters. Yeah, any any other rules may be broken by one or more characters. Um, then it goes on to the action phase, starting from the character whose most recently whose whose birthday it most recently was. I believe is that is that the is that the rule or was it? Or is it who's who's recently f- traveled the farthest? I think it's most of recently traveled. It, it you can you can have your own rule on who goes yeah. first. There's there's a couple different ways to do this. Um, I think it is traveled the farthest, but anyways. Um, Starting from the person who's designated as first player, uh, you play an action card. There are three types of cards? Uh, there are three generic types of cards. There's action, action sometimes, sometimes anytime. and anytime. Yeah, action sometimes anytime, and these have separate subcategories within them, but for, for every character, every character has action sometimes anytime cards. On an action phase, you can play an action card. You can play an anytime card anytime, and sometimes cards you can play depending on what the sometimes card says. Sometimes cards have the condition in which you can play them on the card. On the card, yeah. So you play an action card. This can range from making yourself better, making other people feel worse, making people get drunk, making people get hurt, healing people, or on any number of other effects depending on who you're playing. And to clarify these effects, we should probably clarify that there are the, the, the gauges. Yes, the, yeah, every, every so, character has every character has three resources to keep track we'll, of. We'll, we'll get get to that in a second. We're just going to go through the rounds first. Yeah. Uh, so that's the action phase. It goes around the table. Everybody, everybody that's playing deals a card out during the action phase. Then after that comes the buying drinks phase. There is a drink deck that comes with every box, and it gets cumulative very high. Um, and and during the buying drink phase, everybody buys one drink. Unless you have a card that says otherwise, buys one drink. And gives it to another player. You can give it to yourself if you like drinks. You can give it to any of any somebody who doesn't have a drink. The objective is to try to get people really drunk. So, all, more often than not, you're giving other people drinks. Um, then there's the drinking phase, which after everybody's been after everybody has bought and given out a drink, everybody flips over the top card on their drink me pile, which is we'll get to in a second, um, and either takes the drink as it says on the card. Or does something to affect it, or tries to do something to affect it, and it goes around the table. Similarly, people trying to affect other people's drinks, trying to affect their own, trying to ignore their drinks, trying to not, uh, as it goes. Drink phase ends, back to the top of the round. That is the full breakdown of the round. Now, as, uh, as Austin and William started to touch on earlier, there are a couple of different resources. I'm going to let Shadow Course explain the resources. Yeah, so there, there are three resources in the game that every character needs to keep track of. Some characters have more, depending on their character. But the three that every character has are Fortitude, Alcohol Content, and Gold. Um, depending on the rules you're playing with, every character starts with ten gold. Less if it's like a one-on-one game, and more if it's a really, really big game. Um, and every character starts with zero Alcohol Content and twenty Fortitude. If you hit zero gold at all, and you cannot like play a card to get yourself back in gold immediately then you are out of money and you get kicked out to sleep in the stables for the night. Yep. If your fortitude and alcohol content meet, because they're on the same tracker, they're on the same 20-point tracker, if your alcohol content is 10 and your fortitude is 10, for instance, then if they meet or cross each other, you fall unconscious. And they're also they start at opposite ends. Yeah, they start at, fortitude starts at 20, alcohol content starts at 0. Mm. And if they meet or cross, they go, you completely not, you fall unconscious. Mm. And some of the characters have special trackers, which I'm going to let Holly explain, because her favorite character has a special tracker. Mm-hmm. Pookie has uh, Pookie's mood. So whenever Pookie, um, was it, whenever he loses... Whenever he loses a round of gambling, takes a hit, or gains three or more alcohol content. Basically, most anything negative. A- a- anything that goes bad or, with Pookie Or loses makes... fortitude. Yeah. yeah. A- anytime Pookie then, is unhappy... Then he... 
then he goes down. And uh, it's more fun when he gets psychotic because the more damage he does. Because if you're making someone lose fortitude, like, if he's calm, they can lose one fortitude. If he's psychotic, they can lose, like, four or five fortitude. Yeah. So it's, it is fun. And another example of these special trackers, because they're, for a, most of the characters have something unique that they track, uh, Austin, go ahead and tell us about uh, the fairy and the wolf. Uh, my favorite character, Kaylin the Renegade, um, has a separate deck of cards, um, which is, uh, Kaylin is the character you play, and you have Wolfric, who is your, your pet animal companion. Familiar. Uh, fam- ish. And basically, at the beginning of each of your rounds, you have a separate phase where you flip, when you, after you uh, draw and discard, you flip over uh, Wolfric's mood, and it switches to a new mood, and that applies to the entire round. So, for example, some of them are good. Uh, Wolfric can be feeling protective and prevents you from taking one fortitude damage. Or Wolfric can be feeling clumsy and accidentally spill your drinks and prevents you from taking alcohol. Uh, sometimes, on the other hand, Wolfric is feeling clumsy and causes damage to the inn whenever you do things and causes you to lose gold. Yeah. So. And then, uh, yet more, uh, just one more example, I think. Uh, talk about, let's talk about the piety meter with... Um, oh, yes, yeah, Serana. Serana, uh, the half-orc paladin, is, uh, very, is an interesting character because she has a piety meter, which goes from, I think, one to eight. Uh, and the her piety meter affects all of her abilities. The higher her piety is, the more effective her healing abilities are, and the lower her piety meter is, the more effective her aggressive abilities are. And it flops based on the card. Yeah, and, and individual cards that you play will adjust your piety up or down. Yeah, so and, and that, that, these are just three of the 30-some-odd characters in the game. Most of them have a third or fourth thing they have to keep track of. So it can get pretty crazy pretty quickly and really fun. It's, it's one of those things where no matter what character you pick, for the most part, you're going to have fun, like, and there's going to be something interesting to do. Every, char- every character in set three has a unique mechanic that they keep track of. Uh Every character, well, not every character in set four, but a lot of them have unique ways they play, and set one and two, again, more unique ways to play. But a lot of the allies also, and the allies... All of the allies. Most of the allies. I think not quite all of them. I don't think there's an ally that doesn't have some unique mechanic they keep track of. No, I think you might be right. But, like, uh, the allies make up a significant <clears throat> portion of the, of, the, of the characters, and they also almost all have... A unique mechanic to keep track of. So now that we've now that we've done the basic rundown, we're going to talk about Red Dragon in five, which is the one that we played. We played with three of the characters that come in with the deck, or with the box, and one of the allies that was released alongside of it. The uh, so the four characters that come with the box are Sarah the Fleet-Footed. She's a stealthy rogue whose speed and agility allow her to take down roomfuls of bad guys before they even know what's happening. The dungeon's beefiest monsters are no match for her flying daggers. She didn't get so skilled by slacking off, though. Even while she's partying, she continues training to make sure she's always at the top of her game. Lizwick the Collector. Lizwick is a consummate problem solver with an unrivaled collection of gear. Her wondrous bag of holding contains rare and peculiar items of all descriptions. She's always on the lookout for the next amazing whatchamacallit to add to her collection. Lizwick has gotten the party out of many of a jam, many a jam, with the clever application of the wrong tool at the right time. Joran the trickster. Joran's penchant for pranks earned him this, earned him a student sabbatical from the mage's collegium. Fortunately, Zot saw some potential in the boy and decided to take him adventuring for some valuable field experience. The young mage's humor has proven to be mostly harmless to his new friends. He puts his clever brain to good use by pulling fast ones on the bad guys. 
and Zakan, the drunken master. Zakan's father was a solemn elven noble and guru of meditative martial combat techniques. His mother was a rowdy barbarian war chief with a penchant for throwing wild parties. This unique heritage has allowed Zakan to hone a seemingly reckless hybrid fighting style of his own. His opponents who underestimate his drunken martial arts do so at their own peril. And the ally that we played with was Wrench. Wrench uh, is a squirrely little guy that you wouldn't expect to be much of an adventurer. He lacks the brawn to fight it out, as well as any talent to magic his way out of a sticky situation. However, this little fellow makes up for all of that with clever ingenuity. Wrench, like many kobolds, has been engineering traps all his life. Unlike most of his kin, though, many of his traps integrate a surprising amount of gnomish gadgetry, due in part to subscription to Gnomish Inventors Quarterly. Um, so the three characters that we played with were Wrench, Lizwick the Collector, Joran the Trickster, and Zakan the Drunken Master. I played Zakan, Holly played Lizwick, Austin played Joran, and William played Wrench. Now, each of these characters has a pro and con as listed on the box. I'm going to read those out, and then we're going to discuss how much we agree or disagree with those. Uh, so for Lizwick the Collector, the good... Lizwick's collection is the envy of, ac- of, of academies, guilds, and hoarders alike, indicating that her bag of holding is the real is the key to her victory. Which I will say definitely, yes, it was. <laughs> oh my goodness, um, that bag, the bad, awesome, the bad, and they'd like their stuff back. <laughs> what is it? And they'd like their stuff back. Ah, uh, they're fine. Joran the Trickster. Joran's talent for misdirection makes him the perfect weapon against enemy spellcasters. It also makes him the perfect weapons against his... Fr- that was the good. The bad. It also makes him a perfect weapon against his friend's gold, their sobriety, and their patience. I believe that... Actually, I believe both of those are pretty accurate on spot. I don't know. He wasn't very good at redirecting things. <laughs> he just kind of got killed. I mean, you were, but you just got it redirected back at you. Yeah. He wasn't as good at other people at redirecting. Uh, and then Zakan, the good. Zakan's drunken fighting technique makes him a formidable foe. The bad, sometimes he's actually just drunk. Yeah. Both Which, of those are spot on. <laughs> and then Given wrench. that you lost one of your games to because your drunken I drank, key. Because I drank myself out. Oh, Wrench doesn't have one. Oh, oh. He, this is not, he's not... He's not one of the box that's characters. because he's not one of the box characters. I think there's only one phrase to describe Wrench, if you could name the gadget. Oh, yes. Walking bear trap. <laughs> Self-propelled bear trap. Yep. Self- okay, so... Uh, these characters play in very different ways. We're going to start with we're going to start with Zakan because I'm talking. Um, Zakan has a uh, drunken chi meter that he that he it's an extra token to track alcohol content, and he has I think we count about eight ways to increase his drunken chi, uh, and he has a lot of abilities that require him to have a certain amount of drunken chi. Uh, most like most of his abilities, if he has three or higher, he does extra damage on his attacks on his attack abilities. Um, he can redirect things uh, completely. He can. He has additional. Uh, there's a card called um, the card we talked about earlier, where it's, I, th- I don't think so. He has a card. He has a card that's specific to him that is very similar to I don't think so. Um, and when he has a certain amount of drunken chi, it is exactly I don't think so. So he ha- he basically has an extra I don't think so in his arsenal. Um, and to clarify, I don't think so is the most powerful counter in the yeah, game. Yeah, I don't think so completely negates any sometimes card and cannot be re- and cannot be re- uh, negated itself without using another I don't think so. Does his actually qualify for negating I don't think so if he's got enough chi? Uh, I don't think it does, but it completely negates a card that's You don't think so? I don't think it, it, it... Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> but, it, but it can't be countered it except by I don't think so, so. Yeah, it's one of those things that can't be countered. Not very easily, at least. Um... <clears throat> 
and and but the the trick there is that the drunken chi alcohol content counts as his total alcohol content level. So what happened with me was I increased my drunken I was going to lose anyways, but I increased my drunken chi level over my fortitude level and passed out. So you because even though I didn't even though my actual alcohol level or my actual fortitude level never actually crossed the drunken chi one did. So what you want to do is the con is keep your actual <coughs> alcohol content low and keep your drunken chi high and keep your fortitude high too. Like yeah. or use cards. And well, I mean, and he and he has a build like one of his abilities actually reduces his drunken chi and reduces his fortitude and increases his fortitude, like it completely opens up the gap. But the problem there is there's only eight cards that he has that increases drunken chi. So if you use that, you're not going to get back up to that high level. But the co- the counter to that is he also has like the monks the fireball uh, that he does, which deals an amount of which deals X amount of X plus one amount of damage, where X is the amount of drunken chi you spend on it. So I could theoretically just do nine fortitude damage to everybody, just boom wipe out the wipe out the table if if everybody was low. Um, so he he has he's very very formidable when he oh, is so played every correctly. two yeah it's every it's it's, it's half, every two it's so it's half, half so, spend, so but that's still five that's to five everybody. to everybody yeah it's it's a pardon yeah it is half it's half of whatever you spend in drunken chi still that's still a five damage blast to the entire table especially if you're playing in a big game yeah but if you're playing in a big game where some people are really close to passing out you could easily take out two three matter of fact I did take out all three of you with one yeah. um. The second time we played, uh, and and so he's you know he's he's very swingy, he's very swingy. If he doesn't get the cards he needs to play his drunken chi, he can't do a whole lot, because all of his stuff is very easy to block unless he has three or more drunken chi. Um, at which point it becomes a lot harder to, to stop his attacks. Uh, so that's the con. Uh, we went to Liswick. If you want to talk about playing Liswick, um, Liswick is. Um Amazing. <laughs> there are lots of pros for her. The dodgiest little fucker on the board. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. Um, she basically has a card to just resist everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, she can resist multiple drinks in a round. I know. I mean, like, in, in one hand, I had, like, three that could resist drinks, and then at least two that could resist fortitude or having gold taken away. And she can easily get gold from other players, too. We, we, didn't we have that one point where somebody made you, somebody had you, gave you a drink, you ignored the drink, somebody played an I don't think so, and you just ignored the drink again? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because she is that good. And she also has all of her special little items that I can pull so, so, Something I've noticed is that cards. a lot of the cards that you have that everyone else has, yours also just give you an item from your bag of holding at the same yep. time. So I play it, and then oh, I get sandwich. I, I don't know what the sandwich does. <laughs> sandwich does but... nothing. It's just, just there to hold up a hand spot. It's tasty. Yeah. So one of the one of the one of the cons there is that you know your items take up your hand spot. Yeah, uh, but I don't I don't really see that as much as a con. I mean, most of those items are pretty good. Yeah. I think the big con is once the other players figure out how good your character is, they all start targeting you. Well, and I think the other con was you never really hurt anyone that much. I could have if I wanted to. Oh no, she hurt me a lot. <laughs> no, the first round I knew how to play it because you three go up against each other and you ignore me. So as long as I don't poke the sleeping bear, I don't get hurt. Yep. 
No, no, she she wrecked my day the first round. Trust <laughs> me, she puts when, out damage. When it when it was just well, the two, when it was came down to John and myself, then I wrecked his day. Oh yeah, L- Liswick's primary issue though is that um, all of her all of her cards, if she plays too many of them, she'll fill her hand up, and she'll end up having to get rid of some of her artifacts because she's got too many artifacts sitting around. Yeah. And then there are the uh, there are a couple of artifacts that just don't do anything. The like sandwich. a sandwich. <laughs> there's a sandwich and there's, there's a, a, the, the there's a pole. pole. Yeah. yeah. It's like a collapsible pole. No, no, no. It, it no, was, it's it was a, one a one foot, foot pole. pole. And, 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 pole. and the thing underneath it said, if uh, if only I had nine more of these. <laughs> That's right. Real, real quick, the flavor text. Oh, the flavor text on this is, is Can, delicious. <laughs> we're, we're, I think we need to we discuss the flavor, the best flavor text for each deck. What, what was your best flavor text? Uh, my, oh, so uh, Zakan's flavor text was was all about being a drunken master and so the the names of his cards were these weird like yes that's true but that's not really a philosophical point philosophies like um one of his one of his things it just makes somebody it makes somebody drunk more it says an empty cup holds no water yes (laughs) (laughs) it's like yes an empty cup does hold no water i really liked your i got this coin somewhere while i was drunk Drunk and the ellipses are in the card. Yeah, it's I like, got this coin. Dot dot dot. Being dot dot dot. Drunk. Period. And um, a, what was it? A reed bends in the wind, and I am a drunken reed. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and so one of the one of the really fun parts about playing Red Dragon is playing it in character. So naturally, I was playing it very Jack Sparrowy, and a reed bends in the wind, and I, I'm a drunken reed. And it's just, what the fuck are you saying, Zakan? Why do you talk and words come out? <laughs> that's one of, the, one of my heroes. It's like a, dr- a drowning man doesn't mind the rain. It's yes. Like, that's actually that's actually a bit of good philosophy, but it, not not good philosophy. <laughs> a drowning man does not mind the rain. It's like, I'm already drunk. Might as well drink more. <laughs> Which is exactly what it was. Um, any particular uh, flavor wins for you, Liswick? Um, Liswick didn't have as many fun... Aside from the old sandwich and the ten-foot pole? And the one-foot pole. Yeah, yeah one I'm sorry, pole. her items were more fun <clears throat> I mean, than, that's what they, yeah. than the same. Yeah, because Pookie has a lot of really fun ones. Yeah. But, um, well, Liswick, there were some good visuals and stuff, like people reaching into the bag and pulling out a bear trap and stuff like that. Speaking of bear traps, William, why don't you talk about wrench? <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Wrench, wrench is hilarious. Um, actually, I think if we want to talk about wrench uh, mechanics wise, I think he's the most complex character in the game. He has a lot of explanations. So you may want to come to him last. I want to come to him next because I want to talk about Joran last. Okay. So, wrench at the moment, I think because of how recent he is and because of how technical he was as a character, I think he might be the most complex character in the game. I'm gonna say Osric is right up there with him, though. Yeah, he he and Osric are therefore the most complex. Because um, Wrench has things, uh, his gadgets that he makes. He actually builds static, lasting on the battlefield gadgets. Um, they're almost all. I think they're all actions to play them. Uh, and so he plays. He plays one of the gadgets as an action, and it sits there on the battlefield with a fortitude. In fact, does does Wrench have any normal actions, or are they all gadgets? He has a couple of them. Okay. Yeah, he's got he's got the he's got the standard actions, and then everything else is a gadget. Okay. Um, and so at 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 the end of his action. Uh, at the end of his action phase, all of his gadgets, no matter how many of them are out there, tick down, which means they lose a fortitude, and if they're an active gadget, their effect goes off. I'm sorry, you never used this one. The peril-sensitive safety mask. I love that. 
which it's it's it looks like it's like a it's like a gas mask with a reed with a with a with an air flute for the reed, and it reduces the alcohol content you take by one. Yeah, they're, they're active and passive gadgets. Some of them have a passive effect. Some of them do something when they take down. Um, and the flavor of wrench is that he is just this kind of. He's this aspiring engineer who just wants to build all of the things that come into his mind immediately. Um, and so, like, a, a bunch of the things that he has are kind of ridiculous and just kind of off the top of your head. I could do this, like, kind of like scatterbrained ideas. Like the the self-propelled bear trap, which is a bear trap on wheels that will bite someone actually, down. Actually, I'm looking at the R on the card. It's like a bear trap on, like, a little spider bot or a little, like a little grasshopper bot. Like this, this like little rope, this little grasshopper robot, just sort of springs Aww. at you with a bear trap That's attached to its cute. face. All of his, a lot of his gadgets are adorable. Yeah. Um. And so he's he's built he's built around these gadgets, and that and that he can build multiple of them as he he, he can combo <clears throat> out basically because he can play gadgets in a certain order to get the most use out of them. Um. But also a lot of his abilities uh, either rely on or sacrifice these gadgets as he goes. Noble sacrifice. Yeah, noble sacrifice is an ability that stops some someone from hitting me. But as a cost, if I have a gadget, I lose one. I lose one of my gadgets. Yeah. Um, Once they're gone, they're not able, you're not able to get them back until you reshuffle. I, uh, or until I draw. There's there's a couple of cards uh, that that allow me to pull one of my gadgets out of the graveyard and replay it. I think there's one in my deck. Mm. Um. <clears throat> uh, but he, he's definitely built on this idea of comboing out by putting out your gadgets in the proper order to keep them all going well. Um, and he's got this—he's got this hilarious flavor of his gadgets don't quite work the way he thinks they will. <laughs> no, um, like uh, his everyone has a bite back card, which is when they get hit, they hit someone back. Um, his is sorry, I forgot the safety on my automatic phalanx. And so it, the artwork is just him, like, looking looking surprised as a spear chucks out of his backpack at someone. I always want to point out the fact that automated phalanx <laughs> is a fantastic phrase. <laughs> it's also a fantastic visual. It's fantastic artwork on the card. Look it up right now. <laughs> it is. Automated phalanx is awesome. Yeah, so so that's rich, and he 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 is a really funny character to to to, to observe and to, to watch. Like, and it, it, a really dangerous. His, character. his upside is he gets really dangerous if you let him combo out with with his gadgets. Yeah, but his right. downside is people can attack the gadgets and hit the gadgets just like anybody else, and they will. Yep. And when you run out of gadgets, you run out of stuff to do. Yeah, once once you deal with his gadgets, he doesn't really have anything else to do. It's like, oh well, I don't have any gadgets in my hand or on the field. I'm fucked. <laughs> All of these cards in my head reference gadgets, and I don't have any. Um, so that's 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 rich. He's he's pretty fun. We're gonna move on to Joran. Uh, uh, before Austin describes Joran, I'm gonna I'm going to preface this with saying uh, that Shadowcourse and I have a different opinion on Joran than than than, than Eunice does. Take it away, Eunice. Okay, so Joran. I I assume from the description that Joran was a defensive, evasive, redirection kind of character. Mm-hmm. Um, Joran does not have a special mechanic. He's the only character in this set. Now, I don't, I don't know that Sarah has a special that's mechanic. That's not quite true. Because his special mechanic is, is not in that he does anything additional, but it's in what he does. None of, none of the other characters in the game can do the specific abilities that he has. The, the, and well, this is true, 
but he only has two cards that do it. And I'm going to go ahead and fair. describe this. He only has two cards. <laughs> the problem with Joran is he can do a bunch of cool things, but he has one or two cards that do that effect and yeah. nothing else in his deck. Um, my favorite thing that Joran did, my favorite <laughs> card is, oh, why don't I buy you a drink while I'm up? You can pay a gold, and what what you can do is you you can... Normally when you give him a drink, you just give him a face-down drink. You have no clue what you did. This card, you pay a gold. You can pick up the top three cards on the de- on the drink deck. Look at them. You give one to yourself and two to other people. And so what you can do is, ooh, this drink is really mild. Or maybe this drink even has a good effect. I'll take this. You're winning. I'm going to give you the dragon ale breath. I'm going to give you the dwarven rot gut. Now, here's why I think you, here's why I think you were playing that wrong. You are playing a mechanical game. Jorian is a psychological character. The appropriate tactic is to give yourself the heavy stuff and give other people weak stuff. That way they bury the heavy stuff and try to pass off the weak stuff to you. You were playing it more, I'm going to give you the heavy drink and give me the weak drink, which everybody knows you're going yeah. to do. The, the problem is there's no real passing drinks mechanic, and so you burying that drink, it's still in the bottom. I hope I don't get some chasers. Yeah, I mean... It is, but it's. I think he's definitely more of a psychological player. Yeah, he, he is. Um, <clears throat> the The problem is, also, it described him as an evasive character, and he only has two cards in his deck that avoid damage. <laughs> so he's a really easy to hurt. Yeah. Yes. And he's not good at avoiding drinks, so he's really easy to get drunk. Well, Jor- Joran definitely seems to suffer from the how many ideas can be crammed into one character syndrome. Yes. Yeah, and so... He's got all these... Uh, the other... He had another, um, my favorite card that he ha- has is... Now you're thinking with portals. Which redirects damage from one player that someone is doing to you into another player. I think the only reason that didn't work was because I had the card that just completely flipped it back around. Both times. <laughs> the problem is, Joran is... Zakan is Zakan is way better at being defensive than Joran. Yes, Zakan is better at being defensive. And... Um, he doesn't really have any cards that deal a lot of damage. Um, he has one card that takes gold from people, but he doesn't have any particular number of... Ga- he doesn't have an especially high number of gambling cards. Uh, gambling is the primary way you take people's money. So he's not the best at golding people out. He has a bunch of cool ideas, yeah. but in a 40-card deck, only having one or two cards that do it prevents him from being effective. That's why I say he suffers from the too many ideas because you, you he's got all these ideas that they want to have, but they don't they have too many of them, so they can't yeah. put enough cards into and it. And so he works best in a crowd. And it's disappointing that he doesn't have a unique mechanic. Yeah. Given that he doesn't really have a lot else. I would have loved it if he had more drink arranging cards. Yeah, uh, I, I will. I will say that that it, it does look like when you know when we took apart his deck and sort of analyzed the cards, it did look like he was kind of all over the place with so. his abilities, um, and and I think that's Part. why he's he's more better in a group, and he's definitely more mm-hmm. better with a psychological player. Yeah, because you have to be you have to be a psychological much player with him. <laughs> you have to be you have to be a psychological player with well, him because you can't do much else. Yeah, and, and <laughs> you have to mind game your you have to mind game your opponents. Psychological playing tends to work best either in, in large groups or when you're not either myself or Sensetaku because the two of us have a bad habit of being well, targeted. No, I'm 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 very good at psychological playing. You just target me regardless. <laughs> and then when he targets you, everyone else targets you. Yeah. 
It's like that, that's the problem is the two of us have giant targets on us because if I'm not playing we're with un- if I'm not playing with units, I'm not spiky. You are. This is true. If I'm not playing with units, I would be perfectly fine. It's just that he targets me and everybody else jumps in. <laughs> um. Re- regardless, Joran, lots of cool ideas. Too Not many cool ideas. Too many cool ideas. I definitely want to try Joran. We only play so the, the four of us only played with these four characters. We we played a couple rounds. We didn't have a lot of time. Um, I, I definitely want to play more with Joran myself. In, I would in, love in, to in play larger groups. Lizwick. No mine. <laughs> <laughs> and just sort of see where. It I, goes. I do want to give Sarah a shot because she's the only character out of set five that we haven't tried. I also want to try the two allies that I need to order because I don't have them yet. Yeah. Because um, uh, aside from Wrench, there's Holden the Unhinged and Zarya the Summoner, who I don't have. I have so, not been able to test. So overall, I, de- I definitely think uh, it's it's a, it's a good addition to the to, to Red Dragon in series. Now let's pull back a little bit and let's talk about the breakdown of the um, of the uh, the cost of materials. How much did it cost you? Uh, I want to say set five was the most costly. Um, you have the website up right now. Yeah. Um, and it's. I was hoping you could just pull I, off the top no, of your head. not on top of my head. Red Dragon and Fast the coin set. Although they do have the new coins look nice. I do love the new coins. That's really pretty. Fifty bucks though. Um, full party poster. That's that's not what I want. I want game. set five. Set five. Walk. walk. Oh, I like those coins. I know, right? Uh, set five costs Characters. an amount of money <laughs> that it does not tell me. You may just go. Amazon. Oh, there it is. Uh, $59.95. So yeah, it costs $60, which is the price of a video game. But we should clarify um, what Set 5 Yeah, set, set 5 specifically costs $60 because it is the character trove. Uh, the big issue with Red Dragon Inn up until Set 5 has been everybody comes in a box. And all these boxes, as you build up more sets, begin to pile up. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Red Dragon Inn Set 5 decided to answer that by shipping everything in a massive, giant box with a bunch of bags and baggies so that you can take all the pieces from all of the sets and put them in one box. Yeah, if you want to if you want to get started out, Red Dragon in 1 is 37.95. Yeah. So it's about 20 bucks cheaper. Um, now what comes with this is six unique decks, four 40 card character decks, one 18 card item deck, and one 30 card drink deck. The item deck I believe is hers. Yeah, Lizwick's. Um we come with twenty nine character specific player maps. Uh, so each, so the, the that's how many characters there are twenty nine. Yeah, twenty nine of the, the not counting the allies because no, allies that's including the allies. The allies have their own have, yeah. have their unique character maps. Because the allies come with their own, though, don't they? No, oh, they, they, they do, but they have. But the okay. set five has has unique ones for so them. Twenty nine, well. twenty nine character specific player maps, and so these are. Uh, it has a list of so they're they they're, they're player maps with the characters image on them. Any of their spe- reminders about their special abilities, uh, zones if they need extra zones if they need them, like for Lizwick's item, she has a zone for her bag of holding. And, and Liz- Lizwick's stuff. custom card is hilarious because yeah. it's just like it's markings, everywhere. markings, and markings. Yeah, um, and then it also has the place where you put your deck, discard pile, and drink, drink me deck, and then your counters. Um, Thirty-five cardboard deck dividers for separating all the decks inside this massive box. Uh, one cardboard chi marker, which is the chi, which is the drunken chi for for Zakan. Uh, four glass fortitude markers, which are little glass, which are little uh, red glass beads. Uh, four glass alcohol content mo- mo- uh, markers, which are the same but clear. Yep. 
Nine remastered cardboard Fortitude markers, which so uh, they, they they basically did an artistically remastered Fortitude and alcohol markers. Uh, the Fortitude, for is, the the fortitude is, a little, is a little is a little silver piece with a with a with a heart with on a heart it. on it, and, and the alcohol content the same thing with a with, with a the mug, mug of with a mug of beer. Yeah, nine of, nine of each of those. Fifty five of the remastered gold coin tokens, the ones that with the five, the ones that look really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, nine new platinum coin tokens, which are the five gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, what previously uh, all gold increments were in increments of one. So, so now they've added five gold pieces, so you can yeah. you can kind of hint, you can kind of scrim down your gold stack. I don't know. I, I kind of liked having the massive stacks of gold after a good gambling session. <laughs> um, uh, uh, ten foam space blocks, spacer blocks for future sets. Um, uh, two cloth drawstring bags for the beads. Zip to- zip top baggies for the cardboard pieces. And rules for playing Red Dragon Inn. So there's a lot of cardboard in this box. There's a whole they lot of cardboard in this box. send you a box of cardboard. Have fun. <laughs> it is a box of cardboard. Um, so uh, money-wise, it's definitely on the higher end of things. Yeah, it, it is the price of a new release video game. Yeah, like uh, Betrayal had a ton of cardboard pieces in it. A ton of cardboard chits, and it was $20 cheaper. Yeah. Um, but it, it was $25 cheap because it was 35 yeah, twenty five dollars. Yeah, cheaper. but betrayal betrayal is in the same like a few dollars different from the from sets one through four. Yeah, and betrayal has a ton more cardboard pieces in it. Yeah, that but being said, they are the quality. They are, are lesser high. quality. The quality of the stuff, except for the original gold coins, because they were kind of eh, they're kind of flimsy, kind of flimsy. Um, the quality of the stuff in 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 this box is is pretty pretty good. It's, it's high quality cardboard. The cards are lovely to hold and to look at. The the, the artwork. artwork is beautiful. Gorgeous. Um, it, the, the artwork is good. The the writing is fantastic. Um, definitely, I, I, I can see myself paying, for, for the amount of crap you get in these, I, I can see myself paying that much money for it. Um, and the amount of replayability. So, 29 character speci- or characters, 29 unique characters that play the game in a different way from one another. Even, even the, the game one. Still play in box one. Still plays the game. Oh no! Like from one Fiona, Fiona was Fiona is the warrior character of set one. Yeah, and she was she was the beginning of this character who focuses on taking hits and dealing hits. Yeah, every character that came after her does not play quite the same as she does. No, um, and so like I said, even then, it's it, from there. All these characters are unique. Playing with each of them is individually a joy. Um, I don't think I've played a character that I didn't like yet. And I've played a good amount of those characters. I, I, I've made it my mission to play every character at least once, and I have yet to come across one that I hate. I've, I've, I've come, come across, across two that I don't like. I've come across ones that I don't necessarily like as much as others, but not that I hate. Like, I, like Fleck was a lot of fun. Uh, Fleck the Bard was a lot of fun flavor-wise. He wasn't so much fun mechanically. That that was me with Fleck. I like, I I enjoyed it, but it's like I'm not. I don't. I don't like the, I don't like his mechanic. I don't like his, my, his mechanic is gambling. I don't like I don't like gambling. Well, it's, it's not just gambling. It's he deals with the money. Yeah. And it's 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 hard to kill people with money because it's the hardest way because because they well because their money is tracked separately from fort- yeah because fortitude and fortitude and alcohol content are related to each other. It's also because there there are more ways to counter gambling than there are anything else because there are more gambling cards than anything well, else. Well, there's not more ways to counter gambling than there are anything else. It's that people don't use them as awful often because when you have eight players, one maybe two of them are trying to money you out. Everybody's trying to punch you in the face. Yeah. 
So, that said, <coughs> if, those, if those one, maybe two characters who are trying to money you out get a good hand in, they will money you out. Yeah. But. So it's it's one of those... And then gambling by itself, we'll get to that in a minute when we talk about the issues we have with the game, but I, I have a big issue with the gambling mechanic. Um, so e- each of the characters play differently. They're a joy to play. Uh, I've played four or five of the... Of the uh, four or five of the 29... We've had this game for two years I think, now. I think there's about five characters that I haven't played. Yeah. Most most played? of them are in set five. <laughs> I've only played Pookie and Leswick. Really? I, you, I thought you played somebody else. No. Hmm. Pookie is my character. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kira's, I, Kira's played Aaron. Kira's. I thought she I'm, played Aaron as well. I am Pookie. And now I might be Leswick. Now I'm Pookie, Leswick. Leswick, Pookie. And I, I, I've played four characters. Yeah, you, you, you like Keyleth. Kaylin. Kaylin. I love Kaylin. Sorry. Critical Pixie. Critical the Pixie. Kaylin, Kaylin is the best. I, I really like playing Osric. Uh, he's, I like playing Osric because he's just so fun. <laughs> he does things I like to do. I make it my goal to play uh, as many different characters as I can. I typically play a different character every match. Yep. It's, um, it's fine. Like, in that level of replayability, because one game takes at least an hour. Typically. It depends on how many people you have. Even with 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 more people, it takes longer. We, we've had like two and a half, three hour games. Yeah, we have, mm-hmm. which have been great. <laughs> yep. When we had like the ten something people. Yeah, and so <coughs> it's it's a, it's a quite a commitment, and and if you figure it like for four players, about an hour of a game. Not even like, when we played like maybe well, we, we, we played minutes. two games in, in like an I think an hour and a half. So yeah. forty five minutes, roughly forty five minutes a character. For a, for a minimum of four, what's forty five times twenty nine? Oh jeez! <laughs> that many minutes of play. It'd be three quarters of twenty nine, which is somewhere in like the eight seventeen eighteen field. Yes. So if you're gonna do that, just set a day aside. Yeah, that's about eighteen. That's sleep, about eighteen hours of trying to play eat. every character. If you get like a forty five minute game in. Yeah. So it, it's a well, and the, the characters play very differently in a four-person match than they do in a ten-person match. Yeah, which is great. Like th- just the sheer scale changes how how you play. Yep, it does. And like that's what we were saying earlier with Joran. You know, plays very would play very differently in a larger group than a smaller group, where it's um, a lot easier to be ignored. Yeah, <laughs> except for you. But uh, you know, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm too much of a spike. I'm sorry. Yep. All right. So uh, things that we really like about the game. Start starting with Holly. Um, well, I I love the concept of the game. Like when William first told me that, rather than trying to just beat up the other characters, this is after the adventure, and you're just getting plastered, <laughs> which I love. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I love all the fun side things, like Pookie's mood, and just uh, like the bag that I had with all the items. Mm-hmm. And I love I love all the the names of the cards, and I love how you can just get into your character, mm-hmm. and you can play the character playing the game. Yeah, and it's fantastic. I think that's what I love the most about it. Uh, I I am I will I will readily admit that I'm heavily biased towards this game. I, I was I was the first one of our group to start playing it because I started playing it with some of, with some of my friends online via tabletop simulator. Um. I immediately fell in love with it. Uh, the the moment that, the moment they told me there was there was a there was a dwarf who loved to just tank hits all day long. I was like, yes. Um, the I think I think one of my favorite things about this game 
is the near infinite scalability. As long as you have the pieces, you can even play with duplicate characters, and more characters are always coming out. As long as you have the pieces, you can play with as many people as you can fit in a room. Uh, as many people as you can get to sit down at the table. Can this book of world records largest game for a dragon? That would be hilarious. Yes. Okay, can we do that, let's please? Let's get on it. <laughs> let's just set aside an entire weekend for it. There you go. Um, we'll stream it. It'll be great. But, uh, Four aside- drunken monks all fireball end of game. <laughs> <laughs> I think one day we need to do this with real alcohol. Oh, yeah, definitely. When we stream it. Drunken oh. stream. Um, um, that's going to be an issue. Choo choo. Heart condition over here says no. It's okay. Holly and I will drink enough for both of you. Okay. <laughs> uh, but um, definitely, some of my favorite things about it are the flavor. And anyone who knows me knows that I am a nut for flavor and universe and lore. Um, flavor nut. Uh, it. I, I I love all of the characters. Uh, every single one of them has an interesting feel and a different interesting play style. It's. And this is, this is me. I, I love getting into characters, and I love getting into these characters especially. They're, they're really easy to slide into. I just my, own, my biggest problem is finding a voice for Wrench. <laughs> I still haven't stuck to one. You, you haven't settled on that one, because you went through like five different voices. Yeah, in, in one game. <laughs> when, I, when I play Wrench, I'll figure out the voice, and that'll be what it is. <laughs> uh, oh, oh. I'm, I'm glad we have the authority. I yeah, because, you know... I, I do, I, everything I you say is right, and I do you just have the definitive answer guy. of everything. I, I, I think I, I think I'm, I'm almost I think guy. I've kind of narrowed it down to like a Warcraft goblin, but more gravel. Yeah. Uh, my favorite thing about the game <laughs> is how different everyone is, even if they're not like, even if they're not mechanically different. All four of the characters I've played. And I've played characters intentionally that fit a certain playstyle because I because I enjoy a certain playstyle. All four of them were very different in that playstyle. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you know, just because it's I'm going to play, uh, you know, an, an evasive type of character doesn't mean that they're going to play similarly at all. Or you know, you look at the the the, the quote unquote warriors. You know, Dimly the dwarf plays very differently from Gog the half ochre. Half ogre plays very differently from the barbarian. Was it Cornin? Cormac. Cormac, the barbarian. I thought he said half ochre for a second. I did say half ochre. And that's like half, half okra. okra. Half okra. <laughs> half okra. I eat What's it. What's the other half? Carrot? A baguette. Half hummus. <laughs> half okra, half baguette. Pookie is now gnawing on him. <laughs> oh, God. Um, that doesn't, I don't think that would stop her. But him, it. It. <laughs> but it, it's so accommodating different play styles. Like Pookie is the character that nobody wants to hurt Pookie because Pookie is very mild, mild manner until you hurt him and then you die you horribly really in a fire. Not to mess with Pookie me. bites back hard. Yeah. Um, whereas other characters are more aggressive on their own. There's evasive characters. There's psychological characters. There's money characters. Osric. There's Osric who just dumped his like beginning of my turn. All right, I drop all seven of my cards and draw twelve more, and then I drop those, and then I draw twelve more, and then oh, I need to shuffle my deck. By the way, all of you now have additional ten alcohol, five less fortitude, and discard your hand. The only downside to Osric is he does not defend himself well and because he, he dumps all of his cards. And he gets trapped. Like, uh, Osric like, has two modes: I'm dumping my I'm dumping my cards to kill you, or I'm dumping my cards to defend myself. And he can't do both. Yeah, he cannot do both. Like because. He he's all he's all or nothing one way. <laughs> and then he dies if he is not careful. He's... 
Because I like you, you definitely played Oswick very aggressive. One of my friends, Kane, uh, plays Oswick very defensively. Yeah, it's like I'm gonna do this. Nope, I'm gonna do this. Nope. Well, I had to play. Nope. I had to play aggressively because him. Yeah, you could have defended against me. Um, anyway, what we're saying is, every character is basically its own gameplay. Yeah, and it's great. So what? Which is, which is a which is a bit of game design that I really love. I love making everybody play differently. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play a game here. What's my favorite type of game? Gateway games. Yes. I talk about this all the time. I love a game that is easy to get into and is going to encourage the people playing it to play more games. And why are gateway games my favorite kind of game? Everyone at the table should know. Because the more gamers there are, the better games we get. Exactly. And we have gatewayed a bunch of people into this game. Oh, yes. Yeah. Red Dragon Inn is the epitome of a gateway game. Because even people that don't play games ever recognize a card game. And people that don't play games ever recognize when people are having fun playing a card game. And it's so easy to get in and explain the rules. There's four turns to each, there's four phases to each turn, and there's three mechanics that you have to worry about. And everything else is on the cards as you draw them. And it, it plays a lot more simply than it describes. Like, yeah. It, it sounds really confusing, but you play around and you get it. Like, it's, the, it's very intuitive. Within the first round, ev- within the first round, everybody we have had played this game has gotten it. Without fail. And that, that, that's everybody from experienced gamers to people who never play. Um, and I don't think we've ever had someone say, no, I don't like it, I don't want to play it no, anymore. Like, like, everyone seems to really enjoy it. And it's, and, 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 and it's a lot of that has to do with the fact that we have referred to a lot of actors, and getting into character is very fun. But even with that sample size, it, it I've never before seen a game that has a 100% retention rate. <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen a game that everybody who plays it wants to play again yeah. after after playing the first time um, and get upset when people have to leave. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I can't keep playing this all night, and 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 I love that because again, like I said, it encourages people to play more games. Like, oh, I didn't know I could have this much fun playing a game. I didn't know they made games like this. I didn't know that I could do you know have this much fun playing a game with friends. And it opens up this whole new world of experience for people, and it gets them playing more games. Like, oh, well, if I like this, this is similar, I'll like that. And then it goes, goes deeper and deeper down the money hole. Um, until they're broke, destitute, and buying a lot of games. Like <laughs> the rest of us. Yay! <laughs> I don't need to buy a lot of games. I have friends who have lots of games. There you go. I have beaten the system. <laughs> but yeah, like it, 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 game, if you want to sell me on a game, tell me it'll keep me playing it. For a long time, and a lot of and anybody who sits down to play it for five minutes will want to play it more. Well, and, the, and, the, and, the, and that's 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 a game for me. And the best part about gateway games is you don't have to have your specific gaming group of friends to play it. Yeah, like hey guys, let's sit down and play some Red Dragon Inn. Yeah, we're probably gonna take some. We're probably gonna take it to Wizard World with us and say, hey guys, you like D and D, right? Here's some stuff for you. Boom, boom, boom. Oh no, I intend to say it just like that. I, I yes, intend to bring like Red that. Dragon into to Wizard World he, just like that. he will say it just with like. The have the you boom, met boom, him? Boom. Yeah, boom, boom, boom. You you met him, right? Yeah, <laughs> he I, does I this. Met him. Boom. <laughs> I do weird voices. Um, so yeah, so so now we, we've 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 heaped a ton of praise on this game, but no game is perfect, 
And every game that we're going to talk about on this show is going to have some flaws. And I think we all have some problems with certain aspects of this game. Even the biased one I know has at least one problem with this game. If it's only that it doesn't come out soon enough. (laughs) The release schedule. The release schedule is definitely my my biggest problem. (laughs) So we're going to start with me. Because I think, I think as I bring up points, other people will... will, will well, and will, I, I know there's an amount of agreeing that I have with your main points. Oh, yeah. So my main, my main, issue, my main with issue with the game is the gambling phase. It's not that the gambling phase isn't fun. It's that every deck has the same number of cards dedicated to gambling. Specifically to starting a round of gambling. And to clarify, a deck is 40 cards. And like half of it is gambling. It's. I think it's about. A th- I think a it's it. fifteen third. cards. Yeah. Are gambling or everyone has two gambling evade cards? Yeah. Well, two gambling evade cards, and, and and most people have at least one or two gambling cheating cards. Some people have like. Four. Some people have four or five or ten. Um, but every every deck, even decks of characters that don't particularly want to gamble, has this allotted chunk of it set aside. Zakan does not want to gamble. Zakan has no cards that let him cheat at gambling. He has no cards that let him take advantage of a round of gambling. But he has 12 gambling, I'm in, cards, which start a round of gambling. And two winning hands. That's all he's got. And then he's got two evasion, two gambling evasion cards. He does not want to gamble, but the, 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 the way the decks are set up and the way the game is set up encourages gambling with everybody, even if you don't want to. And what ends up happening is I spend half of my discard and draw phase discarding gambling cards. And if I can't get them out of my hand that turn, they're just empty cards stuck in my hand for the round. Because I'm never going to use them. I'm never going to play them. The only time I care about them is when somebody else starts a round of gambling. You know, okay, well maybe, boom, maybe I get it, maybe I don't. Maybe I lose two gold. Two gold. I don't, like, that character doesn't care about gambling. Uh, uh, um, frick, flick, frick, frisk, flick, fleck. Fleck, thank you. Fleck does care about gambling. And even with Fleck, it's still hard to gamble because not everybody else cares about gambling. So what happens is, gambling, I'm in. Evasion, evasion, evasion. Anti, 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 anti. Evasion, evasion, evasion. All right, so half the table's out already. Now we get to go around in a gambling phase while half the table sits there twiddling their thumbs. Well, raise, raise, anti, raise, steal, raise, anti, cheat card, anti, raise. Five minutes later, the gambling round is done. I didn't win because even though gambling's my thing, there are three other characters whose gambling is more their thing, and I'm out a bunch of money. We wasted another ten minutes playing gambling while five people at the table weren't playing. Or what happens a lot that I found is gambling I'm in, okay, a obligatory coin in. And no one resists. You're, got, you're up three coins. I got a gold coin from everybody. Yeah. It feels so good. Yeah, and like that's that's the other end of the it, table. It, it kind of takes other people to get into the gambling for the gambling to be big. Yeah. I've I've never liked the gambling because Pookie always sucks at the gambling. Gambling's not a thing Pookie wants to do. And, yeah, but, but Pookie has the gambling I'm in cards. Yeah, well, yeah. everywhere. The, 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 big, the big thing about the gambling I'm in cards, everyone has the, same, has the same suite because if someone had less gambling cards, they would have no capacity to answer when someone starts gambling. That, and I yeah, think that's the if, point, though. 
Like, I feel like... Like, they have no chance if they I don't have any like gambling if cards. if you're a character that doesn't want to gamble, you should have less gambling cards and more gambling evasion cards. Yeah. Because the gambling evasion cards are not just good for gambling. They're good for other things. Like, Zakan's gambling evasion card gets him out of a round of gambling or ignores a drink. Like, he can, do either, he can use it for either one, so they're, they're multi-purpose cards. Or, Except that oh, also makes them really good at stopping other stuff, which well, they don't always need to be. Or even if it was just gambling evasion... Um... <clears throat> to me, the biggest thing to me is it feels like, oh, gambling. Let's play a separate game for a minute. Yeah. And then we'll come back to Red Dragon Inn. Is it... I agree. It's, it's, it's so sort of like... something else. It's sort of like Scheherazade in uh, Magic the Gathering, which is a bit of an off-reference, but for anybody who gets it, you know exactly what I mean. Um, yeah, it, 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 takes the, it, takes the core, it takes the core of the game, which is about playing these characters and doing what these characters want to do, and turns it on its head. And it makes it all about the gambling characters. And if there are no gambling characters, then it just wastes time. Because what happens, like, like you said, gambling I'm in. Gold, 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 gold. Can anybody take it? No. All right, I get four gold. And to clarify with that, <clears throat> I feel like that's an experience you get more with a small group. Yeah, with that f- one is. Whereas with the larger group, you get the one I described, which is four people play, the rest sit out for five minutes. Um, <coughs> I would also Nine c- people is a small group for you? No, I was like, the opposite way is the... Yeah. I was saying large groups okay. are you get. Sorry. <laughs> I'd also like to clarify, I've never... I've played the game at least seven times. I've never lost to running out of money. I have I have, I have killed. I, I have. Times. I have won a game by mining people out primarily. Yeah, I have, I have lost a game to money once. And that wasn't actually as a gambling character. That was as a defensive character. Yeah. I was playing dimly and I'm mining people That's, out all the Pookie time. Pookie does not gamble. Yeah, Pookie, Pookie is really bad at keeping money. Yeah, Pookie cannot keep the, his, his little bunny money. Itty bitty bunny money. <laughs> yes, the itty bitty but, bunny money. Sorry, when I was playing Fleck, I started talking like a bard and everything started rhyming for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> but but aside, aside from that, I think the, the point is... The so, so yeah, so like I feel like the gambling. I don't feel like I don't feel like the gambling is inherently bad. I think it does have a place. I feel like it's too big of a mechanic for a card game in which how many characters actually like their focus is gambling. There's the captain. There's like all the pirates. All the pirates have really good gambling skills. All the pirates, Fleck, and Joran. Gurky. Joran's not a Joran, good gambler. Joran's not even, he's not even a gambler. Gurky. Gurky. Dimly's really good at it, not by virtue of being a gambler, but by virtue of controlling his money. Yeah, but Dimly's focus isn't... Dimly's focus is controlling his money, not gambling. But it's not. he's not gambling-focused, but so he's the one that I've gambled people out with. So we'll, we'll add him in just in case. That's six out of 29 characters. That, I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a number of characters who can gamble you out, but it depends on your player their, mindset. If it's you still have, not their focus. If you... Well... It's if you have a group that wants to gamble, that's fine. It's that it's it's so integrated into the, the the decks that everybody has to be into gambling. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things where there's no alternative. Like there's no alternative rule set or alternative card. Like I would re- the way to fix this in my mind is to have a sideboard. There's 15 gambling I'm in cards. Here's 15 additional cards for your deck. You can swap out as many of them as you want. Therefore, you're taking that risk on yourself. You are saying, okay, I'm going to choose to not gamble and therefore possibly lose money if I get stuck in a gambling round by swapping out my my I can take it home cards with other cards. I feel like that's the easiest 
and easiest being fifteen additional fifteen cards for twenty nine characters isn't easy. I'll grant you. I mean, um, they 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 could have like a generic pool of cards that everyone can use. That yeah. are like party wide cards that you can sideboard yeah. out with anybody. Like like an additional uh, group of generic cards. Yeah. Um, to sub out, and that would I feel like that would be the easiest way to eliminate my beef, which is the gambling is too big. <laughs> But no, I, I can I can I can recount how how I've gambled people out because because Dimly as a defensive character controls his money and as such I can start a round of gambling not anti up with my money anti up with the with the money from the tavern and then just keep yeah. raising and taking everyone's money yeah, that, without paying any of my money if and, I lose and that's fine but not all the characters can do that yeah Holly what you got. I agree with you completely. Do you have anything else, though? A- any, no. Any personal uh, complaints? Any other personal complaints? No. Or any other negatives? No. I Just love this gamble. game. <laughs> like, in fact, as a positive, I don't play card games. I've never liked card games. And she's tried. I, I've really tried because um, it's okay for him to say a few <laughs> words. Um, I've really stiff. tried because Austin's family is really big into the card games, and they've tried to get me into it. <clears throat> and I, I just don't like to play card games until William introduced me to this game. And I am addicted to this game, and I love it. And I constantly want to play it. So I'm sorry. That's not a negative. That's fine. That's, that's fine. Uh, for someone who hates card games. I love this game. <laughs> and it also seconds my gambling thing. <laughs> and I also second the gambling thing. Okay. Austin, uh, does of course have any complaints? I, I do. I, I, I do gonna, actually have I'm some. I'm gonna let him go last. Okay. Um, my I had you go last with characters. So. <laughs> my biggest my biggest issue with the gambling thing is, is less the gambling rounds and more. I drew five gambling cards. <laughs> I, I discard and draw five more gambling cards. Um, it's 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 a card game. Um, anybody who's played a resource based card game, Magic, Yu Gi Oh, whatever you you've 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 had that. I drew all my resource cards in one turn. I don't have anything to do with them. Yeah, it's the same feeling. Uh, I got mana flooded. I got mana flooded. I got gambling flooded. I guess I'll start a round of gambling because I don't have anything else to do on my turn. And if I get hit, I'm getting hit. Um, my other complaint is, as fun as many of the characters are, um, so many playstyles, so many characters. I haven't enjoyed every character I've played. Um, I really enjoy <laughs> Kalen a lot. I know from watching playing that I would love to have played Wrench or Liswick or uh, the Drunken Master. Zakan. Um, I did not enjoy playing... I, I love the flavor of Duran, but it, <coughs> it, it, it was fun to be in the game. It was not fun to try to wield that deck. I've played Fleck. Again, it's fun to be in the game, but I feel like I can't do what I want to do. Um, and I've played the little halfling rogue. Gurky. Gurky. And that was... Well, the characters I've, I've, I haven't enjoyed playing rely on trying to take people's money, which is kind of like milling in Magic the Gathering. It doesn't matter until you've taken their last coin. Well, and it's not just that. It's you're you're attacking the wrong resource. Everybody else is going after fortitude and drunkenness. And people just slowly get drunk. It just sort of happens because everybody, unless they can avoid it, <coughs> is drinking. Yeah. Liswick doesn't get drunk. Um, not until not, I made you get drunk. Not, neither does Dimly. Um, Dimly just crushes not, the beers. Like, I got until it. until you guys teamed up against me. <laughs> like... Playing as Dimly, I was giving myself drinks more often than not. <laughs> but regardless, um, I feel like not every character is for every person. 
No, and I, it, 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 that is one of the things where and the games are long enough. Matter. If you pick the wrong character, you kind of committed to it, and the game is can be fun, but it's not as fun. I think one of the things that uh, that could fix that in particular would be. Um, being a little bit more clear on the character descriptions and, 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 and like the character tactic summaries because all the characters have these little little bits in the game box that tells you how to play them. Mm-hmm. Being a little bit clear about what this character wants yeah. to do because there's not they, Gurky, they, they have was... like they have like funny little funny little sentences about what they want to do, but they don't come out and say you want to gamble, you know, yeah. you want to magic your way out of it. Because you know? Gurky is all about taking people's money and. From reading the trip, I'm like, oh, he's an evasive character. He's not as evasive as I thought he would be. Uh, Joran, I thought, would be good at being evasive. From his description. From his description. And he was not particularly evasive. Yeah. So, um... And and that's something, the more you play it, but for an introductory character, if you pick the wrong character the first time, like, if if my first character had been Gurky or Joran... I don't know how much how that would have changed my impression. Yeah. All right. Um, well, as I said, I'm definitely very biased for this game. I, the gambling is not nearly as much of an issue for me, but that's the kind of person I am. I'm definitely a roll with the punches and play the hand that you've drawn kind of person. So for me, when I draw a gambling card, I'm like, okay, let's gamble. Um, but I I do have one very one 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 issue that does stand out to me um, is. There's very much an evolution to the game. Uh, as, as they've made more sets, they've gotten better and better at making characters, and the older characters feel a little bit obsolete. Yeah. Um, I can definitely agree with that. Uh, the, the characters from set one, they're still unique, and they're still fun to play, <coughs> but they feel old. Like, kind of outdated. Like, given the choice between Osric and Zot, I'll pick Osric every time. Yeah. And it's like, given the choice between Fiona and... Uh, Bryn, the boatswain from set 4, I would take Bryn every time. Yeah. Bryn is just cool. Um, aside from that, there's there's a there's a specific issue that if you play too many of the unique characters with the unique mechanics in one game with too many new people, it can get a little bit overwhelming. Of, who am I tracking? What What's this potion thing that Frank has? What's this piety thing? I don't get any of this. There's too much stuff going on. Yeah. Um, you definitely want to start with, and this is this is my advice to people trying to start out with the game. You want to start with like set two and set three, uh, because they have set two is the these are the characters that do their jobs. Set three is the pirates, isn't it? No, set three is the special characters. Set four is the pirates. Set four is the pirates. I'm about to say because I wouldn't start with the pirates because <laughs> um, that adds a whole new mechanic. That yeah, the, the sea events, into. which we haven't gone into, but that's set four. Yeah, um, like set two is the is I feel the more well-balanced set of these are the characters that don't have a special mechanic, but they all play differently. Because that's that's dimly Gog, the um, the people in set two, um, and set three is the okay. Let's get a little let's get a little bit crazy and play with some special mechanics. That's where Serana and Kaylin and Frank and I'm forgetting the other <coughs> person in set three. Um, but that's where that's where the special mechanics. Oh, uh, Whizgill. Uh, that's where all the special mechanics start coming in. So if you like, if you want to start playing. I would say two and three are definitely the best for starting out. Yep. Although one is the simplest. One is the very simplest, yes. One is the very simplest. Um, yeah, I think that just one more thing. Actually, now that I think about it, one more issue that, that is not, not quite as big as my issue with the gambling, but it's, it's actually uh, from uh, four, which is the Z events. Um, 
the sea events add an extra element of randomness to the game that sometimes is fun, sometimes it's a pain in the ass. They feel unnecessary. Yeah, it's like, it, it, and, and you can tell that the developers agree because it disappears after four. Well, the sea events were an experiment. They were they were trying yeah. to see what can we add to the game that isn't just new characters. Yeah, and it didn't. I, I feel like it didn't work because uh, while it, it can be fun under certain circumstances, under majority of the circumstances, I never I never really enjoyed it when we did sea events. Like that was just that didn't add anything to me. In fact, it took away some of my agency as a player. I just never felt like they made a difference. Yeah. But I think that's it. Uh, does anybody else have like any, any additional suggestions that you would put? Like if you were if you were given a chance to add or remove a design thing? I've already talked about, you know, adding sideboard. Anybody? Oh definitely. Um, uh, I definitely think um, more interaction with the drinks while they're face down would definitely be a thing. Because there, there's That like, was really cool with Duran. Yeah. Um, but not not just that, but like Frank uh, he's the potion master. He has a lot of stuff that modifies drinks. But someone who has the ability to just... <clears throat> like, I- I'm kind of picturing the street magician with the top hat. Just shuffles the drinks around while they're face down. Doesn't take a look at them, just plays a hat game with the, with the, with the drink Incidentally, cards. that would also be a very good partner for Duran. Because Duran can look at them and knows where they are, and then can tell the, the magic hat man, you need to shuffle these around this way. Yeah. Because one of Duran's cards is literally just, look at your drink pile. Rearrange doesn't let you rearrange you in order? Yeah, yeah it's re- look and rearrange. But it's like, well, uh, I'm going to put this in the bottom and hope that I don't... And that's when people stop buying you drinks. Because they're like, ooh, he put that on the bottom. Let's let him get to it. Yeah. Which is why you put the really good one on the bottom and then chase her into it. <laughs> um, but uh, definitely I feel like adding more interaction between the pieces of the game. Uh, definitely, like, I feel like one thing that could alleviate the gambling and gold issue is if you add more characters who interact simultaneously with gold and fortitude or drunkenness. Like someone who says, um, make someone take a drink and take one of their gold. Yeah. Yeah, that would definitely encourage people to, to, to gamble more. Um, I think, yeah, I think perhaps, uh, varying up the gambling, because, like, really, they haven't added anything to the gambling in, in, in all the sets. They've added, really been added. The, the one thing that they've added uh, came <clears throat> around primarily in set four, which was the catch-a-cheater cards. Because uh, all the pirates have this thing where if someone plays a cheating card, I counteract your cheating and I win. I end um, the gambling and win. Kaylin has one of those um, where she can, uh, if someone plays a cheating card, she can rem- she can remove yeah, that them happened, from that the came round. In, that came in set, three. No, set three, you remove them from the round. Set the pirates win. They just end the round and win. Yeah. Um, which is you know that that that's a good way to to uh, encourage people to play. But the I think the pirates are the only ones that really have those. A couple of the allies do. I think Cormac does. Yeah. Yeah. No, Cormac does. Cormac. Cormac does, does and the the half orc paladin. Osric does too, actually. Yeah. Uh, I think. But it's yeah. the exact same thing for all of them. There's no new ways to yeah. switch up the gambling. Yeah. And if people interacted with gambling differently. Actually, there's one character who really has an interesting way of interacting with gambling, but that's because he has a really interesting way of interacting with everything, which is Remy. Yeah. We'll worry about it later. Um, but yeah, so I think that's that, I think that's pretty much all we have to say on the subject. Uh, shall we give it a grade? Starting with Holly. A+. plus. Holly gives it an A-plus off the bat. A-plus-plus with little dancing boogie bunnies. This is just a, I, I can't put those on the website, so we'll just leave it in A+. All right. Um, 
I'm going to give it a solid A-. minus. Like I said, I think that's definitely a really good game. Uh, it, it's got a lot going for it. Uh, the big thing that makes it a minus for me is the gambling. It, it, it's, it's just the, the gambling is a big enough gripe because I spent so many rounds dumping my hand back out when I got full of gambling. <laughs> awesome. Um, I would. I was a minus. Similar reasons. Um, it's it's a really good game and it's a whole lot of fun and I I love to play it, but I feel like there are more things they can do, and <clears throat> I I definitely agree. That some of the older characters feel outdated. Yep. I definitely give it an A plus because because uh, a lot of the outdated stuff. There's more stuff coming. Yeah. Um. But I, I definitely like the issues that people have like with the gambling. I, I acknowledge them, but they're not as much of an issue to me. Yeah. They, they don't bother me. Well, that's why there are four of us on this, and not yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> we all gave it an A. What we're saying is buy this game. It's right really now. it good or else. Like, <laughs> it really good with everything that I said. Like, with, with 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 my major complaint, it's still a really good game. It's still really fun. Like if we didn't have another game to play right after this, I would want to play more Dragon, like more Red Dragon Inn. Like, why aren't we playing Red Dragon Inn right now? Come on, where is it? Come on! I have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's really threatening and scary. We should have been playing it throughout the entire podcast. Um, no, it's 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 really good. And and uh, if you haven't played it, if you haven't tried it, if you want to try it, it does exist on tabletop uh, uh, tabletop, tabletop simulator on Steam. Uh, if if you have friends that have it, try play it with them. If you haven't played it, uh, if there's a local game store that has it, like for demo or anything like that, play it. Uh, it, it play it and encourage other people to play it. I highly recommend it. Um, I think all of us do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, all right, that'll be it for today. Uh, next week. Where there will not be an episode of this because uh, Shadow Course and I will be at Wizard World. Um, uh, we, we, we can we can unless the two of you want to play a game and then we do had ideas we were going to talk to you about. Oh, did you? All right. Yes. There might be an episode <laughs> next week. If not, uh, the next time you hear from us uh, will be a uh, will be uh, we will be talking about uh, a game that is both familiar, new and old. Um. It is a game that has stood the test of times. It is a game that kings themselves have played variants of. This is probably not a. This is probably not a gateway game. No, definitely not a gateway. No, game. definitely not a gateway. It's game. a game that might be the end of a marriage. It is a game that has been the end of relationships worldwide. It's not Monopoly. No, it's worse. It's Risk, but it's Starcraft Risk. So we'll talk about that next time when all four of us are together. There might be something between here and then. We'll find out later. SCV ready. <laughs> SCV ready. Uh, so thank you for listening to us. If you like what you heard, please feel free to uh, rate us. Give us a rate us. Uh, give us a rate us. Give us a rating on iTunes. Uh, rate us and give us rate us and give us a review on iTunes. Um, it, it certainly helps us with you know with exposure and getting other people to listen. Uh, we also do on the same aggregate feed that you're listening to. We also do two other podcasts. We have uh, two different actual play series, uh, Space Cowboys, which, which is a Mass Effect RPG now con- now converted finally to the Fantasy Age uh, uh, system, uh, and the other one is a Warcraft RPG called A Simpler Life, which is in the Warcraft RPG system, um, which may or may not be getting an update sometime soon. Now that the fifth edition knows, I really hope so. I really I really want to see the new OGL stuff come out. Uh, like Blizzard. 
Yeah, so there's that. We also stream every day of the week on twitch.tv slash We upload videos every week on youtube.com slash You can follow me on Twitter at John A. Bates. You can follow Units on Twitter at... Units. U-K-N-I-T-S. You can follow Shadow Chorus on Twitter at... Shadow underscore Chorus. And you can follow Pookie on Twitter at... Pookie Death Bunny. Hey, And you can find all of our information and more. We need to get you on the website, by the way. On our website, finalshowfilms.com. We need to get you like a little... We need, we need to commission some art for you and okay. get you on the website. I'll put you out, of course, on that. Um, so, yeah, uh, check us out there. And if you'd like to throw money at us, please feel free to donate to our Patreon at patreon.com slash fsfilms. Uh, thank you to all the people that donate money to our Patreon, but especially thank you to Antitonic, who donates at $25 a month, Chris Comfort, who donates at $25 a month, and Addie Pie, who donates at $15 a month. And thank you to everybody. Uh, it's all appreciated. And we thank you all. All right, say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.